0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: This episode is brought to you by Just Egg. It's a butter egg made from plants. Bring more customers in your doors with Just Egg. Start with a free sample at ju.st hrn. With our growing season just around the corner... We're sowing seeds of knowledge and empathy on this week's episode of Meat and Three through four unique stories. I'm always shocked at how aggressive people are with their language. I will have something like Japanese knockedweed and they'll say, you know, these are terrible, they're they're foreigners, they're invasive, and you know, but they're also, you know, they're really healthy if you eat them.
2: We're surrounded by seeds that have already adapted to live with us and they're actually already kind of living in the future because cities are hotter and they're more polluted and they're more fragmented and these are the plants that can deal with that.
1: Tune in to Meat in 3, available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Pizza is the perfect food. Some, and when I say some, many me, might argue it can cure anything from its intended cure of hunger to something as broad as a global pandemic. Well, the last part might be a bit difficult to back up by science, but today's guest will at least show us how pizza has taken her through a countrywide shutdown and transformed stay-at-home orders into a DIY masterclass and an entrepreneurial kickstart in hospitality.
2: Chef Nina Levin is basically living Alex's post-Tillett retirement dream, slinging pizzas on the beach using the freshest seasonal ingredients. After working in restaurants from Boston to Maine, Nina moved back to Martha's Vineyard and launched her mobile pizza oven in June, where she sells pies at the farmer's market and for private events. Welcome to the show, Nina. Welcome. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so fun to have you. So actually our awesome Opening Soon intern, I think, got to enjoy your pies firsthand. And that's how we learned of you. Yeah, Miguel. Shout out to Miguel, who behind the scenes (laughs) really, really helps us out here on Opening Soon. Um,
4: So tell us a little bit about how Stony Hill came to be. Sure. Um, So I was born and raised on Martha's Vineyard and um, grew up here and left to go to college and then came back and was kind of trying to do my own thing but I didn't really know what I wanted to do and I knew that the restaurant scene here was kind of in need of something new something different um but the overhead here is rather high so I love pizza um and I wanted to make it all the time. So I decided to build um the mobile oven uh so that I could kind of just bring pizza to wherever I wanted.
2: So what what year was this that you moved back to Martha's vineyard?
4: So I moved back um like three years ago, two and a half, three years ago. Um, and then I kind of started to conceptualize the project uh last two summers ago Mm -hmm. um and that's when I started drawing up plans um and then I started the build in October of 2020 2019 yeah 2019 so this wasn't necessarily Um, like a
3: pandemic response this was just happened at the same time and gave you a little extra kickstart to get it going or
4: yeah, it was definitely not pandemic inspired whatsoever. <laughs> I had this whole plan of, you know, how the the launch was gonna go and how I was gonna have a hundred people in my yard of friends and family and in April and I like had a date picked out and everything and then and then COVID hit and everything was kind of not going according to plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: we've heard that a lot lately
3: yeah tell us about yeah. um you kind of you kind of just throw it out there that you like built the pizza oven <laughs> this is a <an> mobile <laughs> pizza oven that is wood fired beautifully tiled like tell us a little bit about how that whole thing shook down and why you decided to do it yourself if you did you save money was it you know a really big learning curve to build it those kind of things
4: yeah, um, I definitely saved money, but I did not save my sanity. I would <laughs> say um, I, it was a toss-up. Um, so I had this idea. I actually kind of based it off of Lamora Pizza, um, who used to be in Charleston, South Carolina. They were doing that when I was living there, and I just loved the concept. And and Zach had built this oven, and I I was like, well, if he can do it maybe I can do it. And, um, I started drawing up plans and they were just in like this blank notebook and they really made no sense at all. And, um, I ha I just had this idea and I took it down to a machinist who works on islands named Ty Rossi. And he had like this amazing metal shop and he had all this uh, equipment and extra metal. And, Um, I actually had a broken ankle. i had broken my ankle that summer. And so I like, I like crutched in there (laughs) and was like, Hey, can you, can you build this for me? Um, and he looked at me like, like borderline, like you're (laughs) insane. What are you doing here? And then he was like, sure. Like, let's do it. And
2: yeah. Had he ever built anything for like, had he ever built a, an oven or
4: anything for cooking before? No, he did like a couple, you know, homemade smokers, mm-hmm. um, but he had never done anything like this, um, at all. Uh, but I think it was really exciting for him cause it was like a new, a new project. Um, and so I'm guessing you, like, yeah, we you bought just, a
3: trailer and then built directly mm- onto it.
4: No, we actually, I just started from the i I wanted it to be really custom, so i I started with wheels and a single axle wow. um yeah, and tires and and then went from there and we just built a frame um he taught me how to weld and I would do most of like the grunt work in the after hours I like could go over there and like paint it and treat the metal and take measurements and screw boards in. Um, I mean, this
3: is also—it's—it's it's heavy, and you have to like drive it around and hit a bump in the road and have like your whole pizza yeah. not crumble apart. So how do you exactly? Like, <laughs> how do you make sure that doesn't
4: happen? <laughs> is there insurance for
3: that? Right.
4: Um, the insurance companies don't really know what I have, so they're like, sure, yeah, it's a trailer, sure. Um, so I don't, you know, I'm like, yeah, it's exactly, it's just a trailer. Um, no live fire, nothing else. But, uh, yeah, I, I did a lot of research. I just kind of Googled and read articles and figured out the best axles for that amount of weight, which are torsion axles, because they have, um. They're separate, so they can balance kind of that movement a bit better. How
2: much does it weigh? Uh, How much is the final? It
4: weighs 2,900 pounds. Yeah, so it's pretty big, but it's not that big. Um, But I I have to have a, a large truck to tow it with. Um, which I also didn't really think about. I was like, Yeah, my my Subaru can tow it, right? And they're like, No. So you had to get a Are new car. You crazy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, luckily I didn't try because everybody was like, Don't do that. <laughs> but um yeah, the oven itself, it kind of got bigger. Um, just the weight, I guess it it got, yeah, it got bigger. I wasn't really sure how much it was going to weigh, but we kind of like tried to factor everything in, but in the end it weighed a lot more than I thought it would. Um, and we built it. So like the floor is fire brick, but then the, the actual dome of the oven is um, a three eighths inch piece of like uh core steel. So it's not your traditional oven. Um, How does that affect at all?
3: The, the heat in such when cooking?
4: Uh, it's de- I it's definitely different, but I've gotten so used to it that I just you know it it works for me. But it I insulated it with a lot of um, ceramic blanket, so it really holds the heat just as well as like a fire brick dome would. Um, and why, why did you choose to do that instead of the fire brick just
2: for weight reasons or
4: for weight reasons? And I just figured, you know, it's mobile and I really didn't want it to crack, but I also, I really didn't have faith in myself to build, um, a dome out of the fire brick. I figured I would have to hire a Mason Mm -hmm. and I really wanted to be just super hands-on with this. And I talked to a lot of people and, and, you know, they gave me ideas, but I think the, the dome itself really helps with the control of weight, Mm -hmm, which is really important because the roads down here are not all paved at all. Um, they can be really bumpy. So
2: something a little more solid. Have you, have you like almost lost the oven off the side of the tray? Is it like attached to the trailer? (laughs) Like have there been, have there been near, near scares?
4: There haven't been any oven losing <laughs> situations, but I did pop a tire on the way to the farmers market at like 5:30 in the morning and I like I just had no idea what to do. I was like, how do you change a tire on a trailer? I that I just I don't I had no idea what to do, so I drove to the market and had somebody help me change the tire. Actually, Ty helped me change the tire. After, but it was like one of those things where I didn't even it didn't even cross my mind that I should have a spare tire, tire for
2: your trailer right. with your with your three thousand pound pizza oven on it.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
3: it, did you, the last question on the trailer before we move on to your actual food and your business. <laughs> it's just so yes, did you, by chance, yeah. like, keep blueprints? Is this something that you would share with the world at some point? I mean, I feel like it's such a unique and and well done um, thing. I, I think you should.
2: Yeah and just to give the listeners visuals if you haven't checked out her you know Stony Hills um Instagram it's this like beautiful domed pizza oven that's tiled and like a red and a white and it's it like it's like a beautiful pizza oven that travels around so i think you know
3: i think it's really it's very cool Did you did you keep any sort of documentation of how to build it should you need to build another one should someone else want I
4: did yeah it's funny that you mention it cuz i just cleaned out my shed from uh, over the summer, just like all my equipment. And I found this box of just plans, but they're just, they're really badly done. I'm like, how did I actually build something this? that works so well <laughs> from this? Um, but my, my mom is actually an architect. So we ended up putting them into like a solid form, but oddly enough, it was after I had built it. Mm. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, we'll just base it base it off the actual specs of, the oven, really like, cool. I should have used
3: my mom's architecture
2: background, but yeah, that <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have, would have been helpful. I'd exactly. like to see how to
3: build a little pizza oven <laughs> as a new title on Amazon. So, you guys should work on that, yeah, okay. right? Nice <laughs> project,
4: totally should. Is it gas or is it wood? No, it's all wood. all wood. Um, yep, it's all wood, no gas. Um, and there's little drawers kind of underneath the trailer itself, like the whole underneath the oven is a couple pullouts. Mm-hmm. So there's a drawer for wood that we keep on hand. And then there's an equipment drawer. There's also a running, um, hand sink with hot water. Whoa. Um, and then there's a low boy attached to the back as well for refrigeration. We also Whoa. have a generator, so it's completely self-sufficient with the hot water, it's gonna um, ask how do you fire the hot water? Okay. Yeah.
3: Wow. Can you give us yeah. a price tag on the whole trailer?
4: um not including labor <laughs> it was roughly around 12,000 oh, not bad not bad
3: at all for,
4: not bad at no
2: what would it have cost you if you like had not put your blood sweat and tears into it and you know, just like had somebody fabricated or bought something that was you know like from a somebody who makes pizza ovens on the regular for you know cuz there are a lot of there are alternatives for procuring something like this
4: Hmm. Um. I looked into that. I looked at like turnkey ones. Mm-hmm. And then I looked into just getting a core for like a really nice Italian um, pizza oven, which just means there's no insulation. Mm-hmm. It's just the the fire brick. Mm-hmm. And those were like upwards of 10 or 12, um, just for the core. Wow. And then like the turnkey trailers, which I, I just couldn't find one that I really like connected with or that I really liked. Um, but yeah, they're they're like fifteen twenty thousand um, dollars, and I just I really wanted something that I knew worked and ha- I knew how it worked mm-hmm. um, from start to finish. Um, so yeah, that's why I wanted to just do it from scratch.
2: Well, you definitely birthed
1: it from start to finish. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Just Egg. You can't have plant-based breakfast without a plant-based egg. Just Egg is now the fastest growing egg brand in the United States. Bring more plant-based customers into your doors with easy to use Just Egg. You can get started with a free sample. Just head to ju.st/.hrn. Made from plants, Just Egg is a better egg for you and for the planet. It's healthier with no cholesterol and less saturated fat. And it's more sustainable. Just Egg uses less water and generates fewer carbon emissions. Most importantly, it's delicious. For our listeners who operate a food service establishment, you can get a sample for free. Head to ju.st hrn. Just Egg makes a delicious plant-based addition to any menu. It's available as a liquid scramble, great for omelets, frittatas, stir-fries, and french toast. There's also frozen pre-baked folded version that's ideal for filling breakfast sandwiches or topping salads. Chef Jose Andres called Just Egg mind-blowing and Bon Appetit says, so good I feel guilty eating it. Put the fastest growing egg brand on your menu. Get a free sample of Just Egg for your restaurant at ju.st hrn.
3: So tell us now that you've got uh, you've got your mobile uh, pizza oven. How do you how do you start collecting money from people for, for pizza rather than just selling it?
4: Um, well, so we do private events, um, which has been really great um, over last summer because of COVID. It was it's an outdoor thing and. We also can't really do large parties just because of the capacity of the oven. Um, So we were doing, you know, we would come to their house and cook pizza for whatever event they wanted. And it felt, it honestly felt really safe just because we were outside and um, it was always small gatherings. Um, And then we would do the farmer's market Wednesdays and Saturdays, uh, which I feel really lucky that they, they opened that up and they did a really good job this is like our kind of our local uh farmer's market that happens every summer um but that's that's how we started making dough
2: making dough figuratively and literally what um (laughs) how did you get the work so you you said you were gonna start it sounds like it took eight months to build from October, yeah, roughly from. Okay, so and so, you're building for the eight months, and then how did you get like the word out around the community? You know, how did you guys start finding your private events and all those kind of things?
4: Mm-hmm. Um, so I start. I actually started doing like little friends and family kind of pop ups out of my my house on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Um, and just like inviting people to come, giving them a time to pick up, sending them the menu. I made like this whole spreadsheet with like the time and their order. And mm-hmm. it was, um, it was a good, you know, trial run. And then from there it was kind of like word of mouth. Like people were like, did you hear about this like Sunday thing? Um, but I hadn't, I actually hadn't been approved by the board of house. So I wasn't allowed to like accept money. Yeah. Uh, so it would just be, you know, for friends and family, and so what do you classify
3: it as for the? Are you like a food truck? Um, uh,
4: they don't really know. I yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is the bad part of being a totally unique category, right? Exactly. Um, I guess I think I'm under the mobile catering um section, okay. uh, but also you know my like my insurance is um, a food truck. Um, but then like my car insurance, you know, my trailer insurance is a homemade trailer. So it, it's all kind of cobbled together.
2: But in terms of like permitting and regulation from, you know, like your local authorities, your, what are you you considered a mobile caterer?
4: Mobile caterer. Yeah. Yep. And, and the, you know, the board of health came in and inspected and she, she was like, she didn't know what it was, and I was trying to explain it. I was kind of like, was an
2: "Alien ship that somebody's going yeah. you know, to land on." Yeah,
4: exactly. And then she came and was like, "Oh, I get it! I now I get it."
2: <laughs> That's funny. As a mobile caterer, can you serve booze or or can you like sell wine or anything like that? Can you get a liquor license if you wanted?
4: Um. Not really. it's it on Martha's Vineyard, it's really difficult. We still have dry towns, mm. so places where you can't buy alcohol at all. Um, so I haven't gone down that route. I don't think I will just because I know it's like a there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Um, and I'm happy with just doing what what we're doing now.
3: Any interest in like finding a permanent outside place to park it or um, even going further and having you know, a storefront some at some point?
4: Yeah, I think eventually um, I'd really like to do another like two seasons before actually thinking about that. Um, I'd love to do like a little takeout window uh, to start. Um, I just, the real estate here is wild. Like it's really hard to get um, space. And then if you do, you know, the the overhead is huge just because it's so seasonal here.
2: Tell us a little bit about that because I always, you know, there are a lot of Beach towns and people who have seasonal businesses. So, like when you were doing your business plan, because um, Martha's Vineyard is so seasonal, how like how did you think about staffing? How do you think about like you know making enough money for through the season for your whole year? How does how does yeah, that work financially? Out
3: of season, are you do you just close up shop, or do you just get slower?
4: Um, right now this year, I just shut down. I had really, I mean, it was such a weird year that I think. Myself and my staff, we worked really hard to make it work, and it just – it burnt us all out. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm not sure if I would open up in the off-season. It's just there's not enough people here. Um, Maybe doing something on the weekends could work, but it's almost like you need that resting time because you work so much in the summer. Um, and, and this year it actually went pretty late into the fall. I think our last event was in October. Um, so we were busy up until then. And then I, I needed, I like needed to just stare at a wall for like two days straight. I don't want to see pizza for at least 24 hours. I, I had my first, I'm going to tell you guys this, but I had my first frozen pizza like two nights ago since october i was like i couldn't eat pizza at all and then i was like wow i think i'm ready finally so
3: was it your pizza that you froze and
4: no not
3: <laughs>
4: that's the, which is even worse, <laughs> even worse. A lot so what so
2: during the during the summer in the high season are you you're just like booking as many events and basically running at full capacity what what is your full capacity look like so
4: this summer um it was it was pretty much seven days a week from June until I would say like end of yeah October ish. Um, just because it was so, it, it's just like such a a weird place here. You know, like finding commissary kitchen space is really hard, and then you have to work off of you know the other person's schedule if you're sharing the kitchen. So we were doing early mornings. Um, and then doing like events that night. So it would be kind of an all day thing. And then we do doubles on Saturday sometimes with events, um, in the evening and then the market in the morning. And then Sunday was like my day off, but I would spend it doing ordering for Monday, um, So it was kind of just like a cycle, but I think everybody on the Island is really used to that. It's like, you know, that there is an end in sight, Mm -hmm. even though this year it was pushed, it was pushed out, but it's like, you might as well just do it while, while you can. And then how, what about hiring
2: in your team? How does, how does that work? Do you just hire people for the season? Is that sort of, you know, like a, a mindset that people on the Island have, do you have to find new people next year?
4: Yeah, I had a really great um, woman working with me um, named Georgia, and she uh, really helped. She really was the glue to the whole operation. She helped me get this thing off the ground. But, um, yeah, she's not coming back this year, so it's a little bit of a scramble for staffing um, just because, like, my schedule is so sporadic, too. You know, with events, it's not a very consistent schedule necessarily. Um so I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do this year. You know, it's like putting the word out to people, but it's seasonal, it's seasonal work. Um so they have to be aware of that. And they usually want to work like as much as they can, which is great um if you can find people. But yeah, I I I think staffing on the island is just hard in, in general. Like even if there isn't a pandemic and, you know, even in the wintertime, it's hard to find consistent help.
2: And do you think, would you like, what's next? Would you go another oven to scale or is it more like we talked about earlier, like a brick and mortar kind of situation?
4: I think brick and mortar. Um, but at the same time, I... I really would like to do it right. I don't want to rush into it. So I'm not, I'm not like trying, that's not my goal. My goal is to just like continue to do a consistent, to have a consistent product and, um, and keep it small to start. Um, I think a lot of the times that's what kind of can not ruin a restaurant, but, you know, take away from that, that charm, if you will.
2: Yeah. Well, I think your, your trailer has tons of charm, so <laughs> I get it. I get it. And tell us a little bit about, um, like the, so at the, the farmer's market is something, are you going to do that again this season? Was that helpful for your business to like get the word out?
4: Yeah, it was great. Um, it was like Wednesdays and Saturdays from nine to noon. Um, it was just great exposure. Um, and I think that's mostly how we got, the word out you know people would would see us and just a lot of people were very confused they're like what is that and what are you doing and um uh, I think that's mostly how we got the word out I think you know in a non-pandemic world we would have been popping up other places and just kind of trying to put ourselves out there but it's just, it was so risky not knowing what was going on and, you know, just being exposed to too many people. We just tried to keep it consistent with just the farmer's market. Um, This year, we might try to do a couple more little pop-ups, like maybe once a month um, at other locations. Yeah.
2: I I was going to ask what your post-pandemic plan is because I feel like from a a lot of the people that we've talked about, like you actually didn't really have to change your business plan and you, it sounds like, and you sort of had a pandemic-proof business plan from the start that makes sense in a pandemic and post-pandemic world, (laughs) maybe. Yeah, I I
4: think Should I say pandemic (laughs) again? (laughs) We're
3: on the way out. yeah. Um,
4: Yeah, I think I really lucked out in that sense. You know, it was just it was just such weird timing. I, you know, everybody was like, did you, how did you know? I'm like, I didn't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's funny because I thought that I would be able to do like larger capacity, like bigger, you know, a hundred person wedding or something, you know, just larger, but just I think the
3: capacity that you're having can handle. It's
4: like, 50 people, fifty people, I would say, is max. You know, and and I have to like disclose that you you can't cut fifty pe- pizzas out at one time. Right. You know, it's like how many they're staggered. The how long
3: do they take?
4: On a on a really good day, I'll do four, but on an average day, it's two, okay. two to three, and two to and three. How
3: long do
4: they take? Yeah, they take about two minutes.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, to cook fully, um, two and a half to three sometimes, but. Um, it's just like I I haven't been able to let go of cooking like I I haven't <laughs> let anybody else cook yet. Right. <laughs> So I'm like, you know, just like, I'll, I'll do it. I, I've got it. Because um, it's so, I feel like the oven is so finicky, and I, I'm i like, I don't want anybody else to have to do it. I've deal never of a chef
3: that wants control of my product.
4: <laughs> yeah, you know, I know. It's super it's
2: rare. rare. <laughs> You're not the
4: only pizza <laughs> that we
2: know that's like this, by the way. There's there's <laughs> to come with the Tell
3: me What's your, what's your uh, temperature on your pizza oven?
4: Um, so the oven floor is usually around 758.
3: Okay.
4: And then, you know, at the top of the dome, it's around 1,000 degrees. Alice is asking
2: because we just got an uni pizza oven and <laughs> oh. <laughs> he's, he's, like, winking at funny. me. <laughs> 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 and we got it too hot this past weekend. So that's... <laughs> uh, that
4: can happen. You know, it's funny because people are like, the hotter the better, no. but I'm like... But, That's but what, what I if thought to last, though. evening, yeah. you thought last yeah.
2: weekend and we, we burned half the pies so this is very helpful thank you for this personal <laughs> yes.
3: to lead into our last uh our last question of the show but should we do some lightning round yeah let's go um what is your I know you that your menu is not like a set menu you change a lot but what is your favorite pizza that you've done to date
4: Mm, this the squares. I do these Sicilian style squares. Square. In
3: there. Interesting. Now, does a square take longer to cook?
4: um No, they just reheat, so they're pretty much fully cooked, and then we just pop them in and crisp them up.
3: So you cook those in the oven in the in the um, shared kitchen before. In the morning. Yeah,
4: which is ironic because I'm like, it doesn't even come out of the wood fired <laughs> <Interesting>. oven. <Okay. laughs> uh,
2: you're next. Would you build your next pizza oven or buy it?
4: A
3: build it 100 percent. build it wow good uh well you got the blueprints now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> biggest oh shit moment when you were starting up
4: Ooh, or when you were building a, your job. oh that uh, it, uh, when when somebody was like this is gonna work i was like no way <laughs> this said, isn't this gonna, see, work. gonna work Yeah. (laughs) Not until like I cooked the first pizza did I think that it was going to work at all.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What about your um, best piece of business advice for prospective owners starting up?
4: Um, Best piece of, just go for it. Just do it. There's like, there's no time. You're never going to be ready. It's true. You know, you're never going to be ready. (laughs)
3: And Bess, is there was there like one resource or you know what that can be a, a book, a person that, that sort of influenced you the most in this uh project?
4: Um, I don't think there's one particular I think what was great about this is that there were so many different hands and so many different, you know, trades involved in building this that that was like the best part, just getting to to see how everybody else works and what their skills are and how it adds to to my project.
2: Cool. Last thing can Alex dodge with you this summer.
4: Oh yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Great. I mean yeah.
2: we'll be there. We'll, we'll yeah, to yeah, on the back of the pizza
3: <laughs> of Yeah. <laughs>
2: Um, all right. So that leads us into, we would like to shout out any opening soon announcements, um, any friends or chefs or colleagues that maybe recently reopened or are opening a new venture that you want to shout out?
4: Yeah, definitely. Um, Two of the most amazing women in my life, Um, Cynthia Wong just started Life Raft Treats. Yes. Um, Yeah, she's amazing. Chicken ice cream, fried chicken. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Um, And then also, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's those. like
4: not, it's called not fried chicken. Not yeah.
3: chicken. So I, I ate a whole bucket on my birthday. Oh was my gosh. Wait, Glorious.
2: So now she, cause so if those of you who don't know, Cynthia is an amazing pastry chef based out of Charleston, South Carolina. And she started a food truck a couple years ago, life raft cheats it. But now she, so now they're, like now crazy they're crazy. At, yeah, now they're like in grocery crazy. stores. Yeah. Right
4: hmm yep. Yeah. She started small, same thing, you know. Yeah. Um. And then also Milani Durant, who just opened Scram Bakery in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know if you guys have been there, but she also started a little food truck in Charleston, South Carolina, where I worked with her, and um, just opened a bakery also during the pandemic, which I'm like, I don't know how you're doing it, but she's doing it.
2: Jersey City, our backyard, we'll have to go see her. Yeah, Definitely.
4: Scram. Scram, yep. Cool
2: cool. Um, I since we're talking about pizza, Polly G's in Wicker park just opened. They are opening soon listeners. This is their second Chicago location. So congratulations to them. Go see them in fear in Chicago. And since we have been talking about pizza, I also want to shout out a book that we read with our kids called every night is pizza night that we got from, um, now serving a bookstore in LA and anybody who has kids should get this book because it's awesome.
3: That is awesome. Um. um yeah. And it verifies everything I believe about people.
2: <laughs> yes, it verifies this whole best. show.
3: Um, <laughs> and we are, uh, as we wrap up, we're looking for um, more people to talk to. So if anyone is out there that is at the very beginning stages of their project, and we're talking like idea and they're ready to go out and like find partners, investors, we want um, we want to talk to you. So if there's if you yourself are one of these people, or you know somebody, or have a friend, or heard of someone that's at the very beginning of starting a project, then DM us at we are opening soon. Um, you can also follow us and uh, what we're doing at at, till at NYC. How do we find um, Stony Hill, Nina?
4: You can go online, uh, stonyhillpizza.com, or check out our Instagram, which is at stonyhillpizza and it's S T O N E Y. And when will you be back? I
3: missed that one the first time I was searching. And there are some gorgeous pizzas on your Instagram. There are some. As well as pictures of the much talked about Uh, Uh, oven trailer. And
2: And when will your season be starting (laughs) up again,
4: Nina? I think we're going to start up in April.
2: In April. All right. Yeah, Season's going
4: Yeah, <laughs> we'll be, <laughs> Alice will be there. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be expecting you. <laughs> uh,
2: this is super fun to, to catch up and congratulations on, on everything. And um, can't wait to see how the season goes. Thanks,
3: Nina. Thank
2: you guys so much. All right. Talk soon. Opening soon is powered by Simplecast. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org, and connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You could also find us at facebook.com radio heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place, and we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you.